with us. First question right out of the gate, Mr. White Chulos, is... Um, well, there, there goes the mic. We can already God. see that this thing is coming off. Start it over. Take two. I'm going. Hi, I'm welcome going. to Suggested Donation. Yeah. I'm Edward Minoff and Tony Cernage is having Mike, Mike a wardrobe malfunction. You guys, pour me another glass of wine. <laughs> there you go. All right. Hi, welcome to Suggested Donation. I'm Edward Minoff. And I'm Tony Cernai. And today we have Anthony Y. Chulis here at wait, the Wait, 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 wait. What happened to the great... Uh, the great Anthony le- legendary Y. Chulis. The legendary Anthony right, Wachula. Right. We actually don't need to do the intro again. But we're going to do it. We're just going. Well, yeah. We've got the bio. He's got the great. wine. This is, go. Anthony says on his bio that he's great and <laughs> legendary. So when were you diagnosed with uh, obsessive compulsive disorder? When was I diagnosed with awesome? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um... No, seriously. Anthony's an extraordinary painter. And, um, and, I mean, when people ask you things like, what kind of painter are you? I mean, do you say you tend to do what is considered trumploy paintings? Generally, generally, it is, those it, are is it is considered trumploy. Okay. Yes, the reason, start right there. What is trumploy painting? Exactly, and the right. reason why I said because some people are like, well, I'm not this and I'm not that. I'm mm-hmm. just a painter. Do you consider yourself a trumploy painter? Or are you just like, no, I don't. I don't want to be pigeonholed into any one type of well i mean it's it's you it's, are it's, fooling it's, eyes it's it's <laughs> it's being honest it's what i do uh I, do I have dreamy blue eyes i yeah well mm, uh <laughs> yes I, I am a, i am a trumploy painter um it is a uh a and, representational and, painting style a, rep, a representational painting genre that uh yes it it does uh mean full the eye um generally i mean i know that it, it translates as full the eye but for people who might not know what trumploy means what what's what what how do you describe trumploy painting to let's say Jay Braun? Jay Braun, 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 Braun. Well, I mean, it's it's exactly what it sounds like. You are painting representation of objects to such a uh, level of realism to, to to such a resolve, whereas the viewer believes that the objects that are represented on the two-dimensional surface actually exist. You're trying to recreate the experience of having those objects in front of you at that moment. Trompe has also become kind of almost like um, paintings without uh, a certain degree of depth. Like they're, they well, almost come forward it as depends. opposed to going it, it back. It depends. You know, l- l- like many other genres of painting, there are, I'm, I'm sure there's, there's multiple uh, subgenres of what would fall under the umbrella of trompe What I do specifically, I refer to as uh, rack painting trompe because it's all um, based on somewhat shallow compositions right. that are reminiscent of the letter rack paintings that were done. And I want to say the... Uh, um, blanking on the year of when they were very popular. I want to say maybe the uh, 1600s, maybe around there, 1700s, uh, where it, it was a very common uh, trompe-l'oeil uh, composition, a very common trompe-l'oeil uh, arrangement. Who were some was, of the artists? Like, Well, I mean, the, the, the ones that I looked at were obviously that, that I found hugely inspirational came much later than that. Um, but I would say that... Uh, the artist that I looked at, which did do some of the uh, rack composition. Wait, uh, I have a question while we're here. So is it an illusion? What are you doing? Uh, absolutely. Uh, you know, I think a lot of painting uh, is an illusion to some degree. I think, I think it really depends on how you define illusion. Um, but uh, it is supposed to go beyond trompe l'oeil, the way that I employ the, uh, explore the genre, 
is not only to give the viewer a representation of um, objects and allow them to understand that they're looking at a representation of objects, but I want to paint them to such a degree of high resolution that you believe those actual objects are in front of you, where it's not you looking at a painting of those objects, but it's painted to such a degree of believability where you are believing those objects are actually there. I have, I have the experience of seeing Anthony's paintings in person. Say, and, which he's, and he's good at this? You have to. <laughs> I'm like, hoping, I'm hoping. If you look at reproductions, it doesn't even begin to tell the story yeah. of like the surface finish that he, that he achieves. And I, you look at like one of the earliest paintings had like a, that I saw of yours, I, I mean, I, saw some earlier at, at John Penn's gallery, because yep. we both show there, um, was a crumpled up, I think it was a $5 bill. And a yeah, currency is a very big, um, uh, very big subject matter where a lot of Trumploy painters uh, back in the day, right? Uh, you know, um, in, in the day, especially of um, OG, the OG, you, you know, uh, William Michael Harnett and uh, Pedro Chiffon Haberly, all these great uh, Trumploy painters that I fell in love with seeing them, you know, at, yeah. at the Metropolitan here, especially on the now uh, on gone the now gone mezzanine, American yeah. mezzanine, right? <laughs> um, a lot of those um, painters did dabble in, uh, well, some more so than dabble. Uh, explored a lot of currency. It was kind of the way that um, a lot of those painters really showed off their precision uh, with what they're able to do. Um, and uh, yeah, so you probably did see. Uh, that's definitely something I wanted to jump on really early on was being able to uh, reproduce. Well, <laughs> reproduce. I was, you know, I, I was told that I, I'm, I should never consider doing what I do on paper. Definitely just keep it on a, on a, on a wooden panel. So it works on paper. So do you, do you <laughs> yeah. change the size of it just to no, keep yourself no, out no, of any I, sort I, of legal trouble? Um, well, that's I, part of the illusion is that like it's Yeah, everything it's has exactly to be exact right. size. Exactly it has to be perfect. Because and you look at them. Once, once that the, uh, you know, the, there's some element that's off, you immediately... Um, Your eye doesn't believe it anymore. You don't believe yeah. it anymore. The no, illusion we, falls apart. And we sort of had a little bit of a pre-discussion, and we were talking a little bit about... We had tons of pre-discussion. A lot of yeah. pre-discussion. I, I wish um, we were But uh, part of, one thing you were talking about was your sort of your quest to achieve technique, and I feel like those paintings, or some of those earlier paintings, might fit in. Like, I remember just puzzling over the $5 bill and not figuring out how the hell you were able to paint the fine like etching lines yeah. in the in the pattern coffee yeah. cigarettes that's back when i was smoking yeah is it coffee and cigarettes coffee and cigarettes so no, you won't do any more money now. no i yes. will and i and i still I, I you know i still do um but i i think my early work in developing technique was more about hero emulation than it was about uh or communicating heroes right? well I mean, hoping hoping one day you know and, and i think that um Many artists start out really trying to emulate those that are truly inspirational and in the same token hope that someday the heights that they reach will therefore do the same for another generation of artists where you know, you, 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 you take the baton and run so far and then hand it off to somebody else that will take it even further. Well, you know, something like, let's take the $5 bill um, Five dollar. painting. Five dollars. <laughs> But there wasn't, there wasn't an instruction manual. There wasn't anybody necessarily teaching you how to do that. Did you, you had to develop. You, I mean, I'm assuming you had to develop the, the process. Yeah, I'd absolutely. Say, you know, was I, it a trial I, listen, and error? Like, listen, how did you I, figure it out? I, um, in, in some of my 
brutal scolding of my students, I often remind them that I did not have the luxury of me as a teacher. Um, so they should be very curious. Uh, so you were and, just and kind of figuring it out on your well, own. Well, no, no, to no. And, and, you know, I'm kidding, but you know, in, in all seriousness, it was a lot of trial and error for me to do the very, very uh, specific things I wanted to do. However, you know, that being said, because I know a lot of people right out of the gate would love to um, to steal Tony's phrase right out of the gate would love to um, <laughs> no, Belmont was just that. last no that's not his that's not actually I, I thought I would just no, credit I him made that moving up. forward I, I find when you, you speak with many artists is they're really quick to say oh, yes I am completely self-taught uh, right, right every, yeah, uh, yeah. everything I did I came up with in a magical cauldron in my basement right. and, uh, <laughs> but I, you know I think that I was a fortunate in that I had some extraordinarily uh, brilliant teachers uh that were in my life that um really even though even though a lot of them were not able to show me uh they weren't allowed allowed you know they weren't necessarily able to take me by the hand to the places that i wanted to go specifically right. they were able to at least take me to a right fork in the road and say this is where you want to go or that's where you, the tools and they gave it. me some of the tools to then navigate that path which I am eternally grateful for. And what you um, focus on as a teacher, just like the very fundamental tools as opposed to trying to guide Absolutely, absolutely. It. I think that, um, uh, you know, my, my, my method of teaching has evolved over 16 years, and I hope it will continue to evolve for as long as I am fortunate enough to be in a classroom uh, full of uh, really, really inspiring emerging talent. Um, but, yeah, I mean... For me, it's always been about the most basic uh, fundamentals, uh, revisiting them over and over and over, and always garnering something new from the visit. Mm. Yeah. So influence-wise, I know we, we touched on people like Harnett and, and, and sort of the American Trompe painters. Correct. Um, did it really... Did it start there? Was it something that was the... Was that kind of a fork in the road? Did you go... Was there earlier influences or is that where really where the sort of the well, fount, when, when fountain I, of influence when i first got when i first got to college you know like most um uh most of my friends that went on to school i mean you know a lot of them Not wanted to do covers? like yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well i mean a, a lot of my friends when they hit college they wanted to do like comic books right. everyone's like really into yeah. comic, comic covers um yeah, there might have been an album cover in there too. <laughs> <laughs> but I think the I Iron think, Maiden cover. Yeah, you know, like, yeah, yeah, I'm awesome. sure at some point, like I did a portrait of Eddie. I'm, I'm yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. guaranteed. To this day, I'm still. Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, all that stuff was really, really uh, inspirational. But I knew I just wanted to uh, draw and paint realistically. I didn't know exactly where that would lead me. But let's, you know, I had a really. Um, it was it was a hazy landscape, and I, I I only had a you know a set of binoculars that could only see so far. So right. I really wasn't sure uh, where exactly it would go. Uh, fortunately, I had like I said, I had some great teachers, and one of our uh, teachers accompanied us on a. This is in college. Accompanied us on it actually. Um, I think to my knowledge, it was the first time I came to the Met. It wasn't until college, Metropolitan Museum of, of uh, Art, and. Um, Walked out onto that American mezzanine that uh, isn't there anymore. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I, uh, you know, and I, and I, and I went back, statue. and it was just it was probably one of the most um, 
annoying things to, to revisit the mezzanine because there was always it was always roped off and there was like a second or yeah, third yeah. grade tour group going yeah. through there. <laughs> yeah. And you know, with my height, I wasn't just gonna seamlessly <laughs> yeah. 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 just kind of just kind of like uh, yeah, it wasn't gonna happen. <laughs> Giant so. Sasquatch. <laughs> yeah, for those listeners, I, I am a little tall. What's great is when, when I first when, when we first heard about five, you nine five ten five twenty. <laughs> when I first heard about you via um, John Pence Gallery, yeah, you'd see these tiny. The, the most finished tight paintings I've ever seen in my life. And they're like, yeah, he's he's actually a really big guy, really tall. Giant hands. Big, yeah. giant, yeah. like, mitts. Like, yeah. big baseball yeah. glove hands. And right, you're doing right. the finest thing. And I remember one of the things they would say to me, and I thought it was a brilliant way to describe Mr. Anthony Wychulis, was, we're really glad he's a painter, because otherwise he'd be a serial killer. I've heard that before. You know, it's well, not the first... There's a lot of crossover in terms it's... of your meticulous attention yeah. to detail. Thanks, I just hear Rodney just hysterical. <laughs> over, uh, uh, Rodney's in the background. Yeah, thanks, laughing. thanks, Rodney. Does that come up a lot, the serial yeah, they, killer? Yeah, there's whispers. But, <laughs> you know... Um, but just real quick, I just, you know... I remember going out on that mezzanine for the first time and seeing the Harnets. And, you know, one of the paintings that uh, really just knocked my socks off, and I've heard some of your uh, podcasts before, and you guys had talked about, like, the first time you saw this painting yeah. or that painting and just how it really just left you awestruck. And for me, it was uh, Haberly's Bachelor's Drawer that was there. I don't know if yeah. you remember the yeah, painting. I remember that. I but it was that. one of the most... Um, ridiculous demonstrations of virtuosity I, I had ever seen. I, I still don't think that, um, I hope at some point in my, in my life I hit that level. And, was that, uh, so it was really the virtuosity of the painting that drew you in? It to was, see what you can do. And, right. you know, it was one of the first, like, you know, like, Harnett's, yeah, Harnett's paintings were, were beautiful, but they were more uh, large scale, you know, where it was a violin right. and, um, and a newspaper you know, article. And, it, yeah, it, yeah. yeah, and but it was like larger things where once you were able to um, enter a certain intimacy range with the painting, the illusion fell apart right. because yeah. you know the 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 big the big wow the macro illusion started to fall apart as you would get closer and closer. Right, but right. with John Haberly's, you can get with uh, within extremely intimate inches. I mean, within the metro. Paulton's, uh, excuse you know, me, uh, sir. Excuse uh, le me, legal uh, distances. Are you talking about brush? Br <laughs> I can wait. Yeah. Were you talking about brush strokes? <laughs> what, what are you? Uh, brush strokes were non-existent. This was um, this was an artist that was in just full command of his talent and able to hide all of the tracks in the snow where you could not really tell how any of it was done. Which Re is, I mean, the, reverse my experience looking at your paintings. Yeah, well, that's what I strive for. I, what I don't want. Now, I, I think there's there's two types of of wow when you get up close to a painting. And one of the types of wow is artists that are more uh, bold and uh, aggressive with their brushstrokes. The right. And they really like to use a lot of rich uh, paint quality, juxtaposing thin and thick right. paint. Now, if you get up to a painting really a close like that and it is magnificent, right. it is also a magnificent demonstration of virtuosity, right. but it reveals a different type of landscape, revealing a different type of process. Wow, a wow experience right. when you yeah, get up there. Yeah. Like, because now um, you could exactly you could uncover the process at those most intimate levels yeah. where a different type of wow factor on the other end of the spectrum and the one that i ultimately gravitated to um was the type of wow factor where when you get close you still can't tell right. how so it was it's like done you couldn't csi it 
you I can't would hope like not. I'm sure. I mean, you know, you can bust out one of those infra reflecto- infra infra. Is it infra infra reflectograms <laughs> yeah, and probably yeah, yeah. see some how to going on in there. So you can see some gears in the in the watch. But you know, um, I, I really wanted people to be able to hold on to that illusion as close as because that's the first thing you do. You see a painting that's like right. really really. Um, how can I say, where there's a lot of virtuosity at the surface, even across the room that grabs you. You want to get close yeah, yeah. and you want to inspect it. You want to, you want to explore every nook and cranny, right. every brush stroke, every edge, every subtle value transition. And you just want to lose yourself in all that. Right. And um, if I could hold an illusion when you're at that close a level, as Tony pointed out, with your CSI kit, then I'm a happy guy. Yeah, I yeah. am a happy guy. I mean, that's such a great, like when you're in a museum, you see a painting from across the room and you get really close to yeah. it and it still holds up or it's, there's still you know, something it's, interesting it's there's a difficult thing to do and I, you know I, I speak about this in the classroom every day is balancing you know micro and macro elements right. to your painting where you don't want uh, small elements to ultimately deteriorate the how well your painting is able to carry across the room right. and vice versa if you're looking for this this really uh really really um I talk about that. A yeah, lot you know, you you want books. that uh, uh, illusion to s- sustain as long as possible right. at those most intimate levels. Then you know, it's it's a really really delicate balance. You know, because uh, on either side, the, a castle of sand can slowly start to fall apart. Right. And you really have to compensate and uh, think about what you're doing in, in a very uh, in a very careful way to make sure that you're able to sustain that on both ends. How yeah. do you work that out? Because I can imagine your nose is probably like a millimeter from the my panel. giant hands and my. <laughs> Huge nose are usually pressed, uh, right, yes, right up against the painting. Um, but you know, I do. I do it. How many times as teachers do you guys say, "Look, you have to get up and get yeah, away from yeah, it. Get yeah, up and look, yeah. look, get back, get yeah. back." You I'm know, always, back I'm always look. grabbing him and pulling him about yeah. five feet away and saying, "Look at it from here." And generally, what I say is like, "What you need to do is that if you have somebody walking by your painting." And if it doesn't grab them from 10 feet away, then they're not going to go up to it and look at all the beautiful little right, details. Right, right, right. And it's weird because then you have people trying to copy what's in front of them. And I'm like, don't do that. You need to step back and say, does the illusion give the same representation? Yeah, it's almost – From five it, feet away. And then what if, you want it to do is to hold up from three correct, inches away right, too. Right, right, right. Well, I mean it's it, a it tricky depends. little thing. It depends what you want to have happen at those three inches, you yeah. know, and um, – both things are interesting. Uh, that's what I'm saying. Like, you know, it's not a lot of people think that, well, you know, he's a Randy McRender, so, you know, I paint <laughs> loose, so he must hate what I do. And, you know, it's that's Ricky really Render over Yeah, there. you know, it's it's really not the, it's Andy really not McRender. true. I I find that um, you know, and I I I've I've said this before that I am just as wowed by um, the type of work where someone can make a statement in one brushstroke uh, and it would take you know, it would take me a thousand. So, you know, I, I, I have the utmost respect for people that could use an extraordinarily amount of very well-placed uh, brushwork, uh, uh, you know, uh, brushstroke economy and, uh, you know, different types of uh, uh, surface features that, that do not, you know, populate my work. You it's know? very, mis- uh, it's, a, it's a misconception. A lot of people, when they look at, let's say something like that, which is a brushstroke, looser painting where they're like, Oh, it's the energy of it. And yes. But the people who are really successful at it were incredibly refined about where that brush. Yeah. 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 I mean, they like, they but, and that's, you know, that's, that that's where you, you over and over that's where you get into a lot of those really, um, subjective, 
malleable terms that, you know, sometimes I'm not sure what it means. You know, maybe it's just my limited imagination, but, you know, I, I try to use a lot of visual elements that could be measured and, you know, quantified in some way, because then I could teach those. I could measure the success of those. But when someone talks to me about, you know, um, you know, energy of this brush stroke and energy of that brush stroke. That's that's where. But I wonder if that's there. I wonder if you looked at a, you know, going back to the CSI thing. If you looked at it on a microscopic level, would you? You might see that. Do you know what I'm saying? It might. Yeah, but I don't know. I don't know how to define what the energy of a brush stroke is. Like I don't know how to measure that. Yeah. I, you know, that's. Well, well it, the economy of a brush stroke, you can. The econ- Well, you, you, yes, you, you know, there's 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 a, a scale you could probably uh, determine like how economical this painter was versus that one. But as far as you know, the, Sergeant could do a forehead in three brush strokes. <laughs> yeah, but he would do that forehead. <laughs> but five it's hard times to like what, what's what's, what's the energy factor of each of those that, strokes? That's no. what I don't know. Only they know. We need to d- yeah, I don't know what create that is. a meter yeah. that can... And that's, you know, <laughs> look, you know, I, I'm not... Boys, let's get on it. I'm not, look, I, I am not going to kid a lot of people. I am not the popular one for the artsy conversation because uh, a lot of the terms, I'm, you know, I, I cry right. BS right away. Yeah. You know, and it's just, well, there I, should be an alarm that goes off. Like, that <laughs> word was just made up. Well, I, don't I, know. I think, I mean, we, we've had conversations in the past that where that's where we connected on is that the BS level of stuff. Where yeah. I yeah. don't... I personally don't like that idea of throwing away, throwing around words that most people don't necessarily understand what they mean. It's something that they heard, they throw it around, and everybody nods. Oh yeah, there's, there's, you know, there's. I hear people, um, you know, regurgitate phrases. A a lot of stuff. Now you go to some of the. Absolutely, (laughs) but you know, it's funny because you could almost, uh, you know, there's some um, like web module uh, pages or whatever you can go to where you know you could just crank out art speak that you yeah, could right. you know use when you go to shows and, you know i hear a lot of people that talk to me about you know painting that way and i say i'm, I'm, I'm gonna i'm gonna need you to stop right there well it gets so and, inaccessible yeah. i mean like if you read i don't know if you read like half of the critics for the time like it's like a kid who wrote a book report about a book they didn't read and it's totally like it, there's all this you know, and i'm willing to entertain the fact that it may be my limited intellect that's yeah. very well Maybe I mean I'm not I may not be the sharpest tool in the shed, but I I I, I think I have a pretty good BS detector. No, I think a lot. Yeah. Of I it's think BS. that that yeah. most of that yeah, yeah. It, it's going off. And it's you know it's I first and foremost I'd like to say you know when 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 art conversations are going on whether they're riddled with BS or not I'd like to say I'm just really happy that conversations about yeah. art still go on you know yeah. that's great but the reason why we th- we're doing this component yeah oh, right right you know I mean I, I think that needs to be acknowledged that like especially what you, what you guys are doing this is I'm really glad you know, I, I, I wish more people would do something like this. Not this exact thing, because it's yours. Yeah. No, we, yeah. we, we want to give Talk the idea about away. BS. Yeah, yeah, just to hand it away. But, you know, I, I think that, um, yeah, it's, it's, a, it's, it's a great thing that conversations are still taking place. So I'm, I'm, I'm happy to be here, definitely, well, because of that. How do you guys know each other? Just really quickly. You obviously we generally do the, the we, we're, we're represented by uh, the same gallery, John, John Pence, Pence in San, San Francisco. Francisco. Who's yeah. awesome. We're Facebook friends. We do love John Pence. <laughs> we were pen pals for a while. <laughs> for a while. <laughs> but back to the BS thing, because what I want to do is like you saying that you're, you're, you're kind of don't like the BS. And was that one of the factors that led you to, to teaching? 
to taking no, students no, 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 no. under your wing. It's, it's a funny, no, it's a funny story uh, how I got started teaching, and it really started. I, you know, I um, met a great bunch of not only teachers but a great bunch of students when I was in uh, living in Baltimore at the Schuler School of Fine Art, and it is a, uh, you know, very very uh, cool city, wonderful uh, institution, great people there, very very talented. Um, the Wire like was filmed in Baltimore, and that's was it. <laughs> I, I did not know. That. They, still they one were, of the best. I remember, shows you know, what I, I would see them filming on the street. I don't know if you remember um, Homicide. Homicide. Life Homicide, on the street. Right. They would shut down a whole street to film there, and it would be it would be wild just to, just to watch right. that. But um, what had happened was uh, towards the the latter part of my time at the Schuler uh, School, uh, some students would come back to my studio to watch me paint and. Um, and were you doing trompe at the time? Yeah, I was. Right. I was, uh, but but not but not really in the school. Like I was I was doing like their their still lifes and their cast drawings, and I really loved uh, their figure drawing uh, class, and that was oh. that was fantastic uh, drawing from the model. Uh, but I would do most of the trompe stuff back in my studio because right. I mean they just weren't doing that there. Right. So you know, um, but. Students would follow me back and say, uh, "Hey man, can I uh, watch you paint for a little while?" And it was it was great, you <laughs> know. Like, All right, I'm going to uh, be here for 16 hours. Yeah, straight. it was it was I'm awesome. Not so move the brush they more would, than a they quarter would, inch. I, I you know it was awesome. You yeah. know, come come in and paint. And yeah, for me, I was terrified about painting in front of people. Oh yeah, you know, yeah. I thought, oh my god, I'm going to be I'm going to be Holy, terrible. There's, it is you know. like I, nobody understands. I, I had the experience. I copied at the Metropolitan, and the very first day. I was trying to squeeze paint out onto my palette. My hands were shaking so much I couldn't squeeze the paint. Well, that's out. how I was. You know, I was in my studio. I'm like, all right, these people are just gonna realize I'm just terrible. Yeah. Um, you know, some, the gonna fraud, know sooner or later, the yeah. alarms are gonna go right. off, and like, the, like special men in suits are gonna come in, yeah. like, take me off <laughs> off the school grounds. The giant hook comes uh, out. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sorry. Sorry. Enough yeah. of that. Yeah. Enough of that. But no, I. You know, uh, I, I really loved uh, having. Um, uh, those artists, uh, you know, in my apartment, our, our apartment, I remember I, uh, I went to school with, um, uh, 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 somebody that moved to Baltimore with me, my roommate, uh, John Malloy, who is just a brilliant, brilliant artist and illustrator, a huge inspiration to me. And, uh, we went to college together as well. And he just moved out to Baltimore with me just to, you know, come out to the city and, uh, you know, um, did you go there just to study at the I went there to study for Schuler's. He just came along um, uh, to uh, to jump into the city and you know start throwing out lines to see what he could establish there. And he, you know he became incredibly successful. Um, but it was it was really um, that was really the first time that I was there with people and they were asking me questions and I was painting and it was it it became fun. Right. And I, I, you know. Um, I was able to do it. I was able to answer questions while I was painting. And I think that's a, that's a big re requirement, I think, as a teacher, to yeah. be able to perform and inform simultaneously. It's, it's really a, it's, hard, it's a hard to thing do. To, yeah. It's a hard wow. thing to do. Do you feel Especially it? if you're nervous, like you said, like shaking with a tube yeah, of paint. Yeah. That's exactly how it was when I had yeah. people in there for them. I'm like, oh my God, this is terrifying. Yeah. But do you, um, feel like, do you feel like you were learning more about your own craft? By ab teach, absolutely. By teaching I mean, others? by explaining and absolutely. also by being asked questions that maybe you've never asked, you're... you're oh, I, I never, like, you know, it's sometimes it's, it's something that I never explored on yeah. a really, really, um, you know, basic component level which eventually would lead to my curriculum but uh and, and then when i when i moved when i was done there in baltimore and i moved back to pennsylvania there was already like a number of people that had heard i was moving back to pennsylvania and you know i had students lined up the day my oh, right away my uh studio doors opened and um 
the Wachula studio uh, went on for years and years until I met Tim Reynolds and it became the Yanni Art Academies. And that's How where did we you are meet talk, talk about that a little bit because um, when I first met you, it wasn't the Yanni. No, it was still Art the Wachula studio. It was Wachula, yeah. so yeah. you had all these students. Chulas! Wachula! <laughs> um, and again, I think when we first contacted, uh, one of our first conversations was about metal. But, um, Probably, yeah. Definitely, yeah. and we are going to get back to that yeah. because <laughs> I'm really trying I'm trying really hard not to steer this that's, towards that's cool. just a that's conversation cool. yeah. of pure metal because I could do that because yeah. I could do that for hours. Yeah. But yeah. anyway. Bringing it back to metal. So you, were, yeah. so you, you had your students, and was it something that um, – you know, were you were was it continuously satisfying, f satisfying you to have students around to, to teach people? The, like, Absolutely. Why, like, why did you want the responsibility of all of a sudden starting and a school and all you know teaching? Well, all two these things people? happened when I moved back to Pennsylvania. Two things happened that um, uh, really uh, pushed me down the teaching uh, path when I moved back to Pennsylvania. Like I said, there was already several uh, students lined up and. You know, they were really eager and excited. They were enthusiastic to, to, to start uh, painting and uh, drawing with me. And then I ended up getting a call probably within two weeks of me returning to Pennsylvania, which was uh, the local college I had attended. Uh, they asked me to join their adjunct faculty there. So then I started teaching both in the college classroom and, uh, you know, privately in, in the, in the, uh, the, with the atelier dynamic. And how were you teaching? What, what, what were you teaching? How, what was your oh style my God, of teaching? I taught. Because I'm assuming what you mean. You mean energetic brushstrokes. Were you, were you teaching? What do you mean by that? Painting with fire. But were you teaching the way you were taught or were you developing something? No, as far as like let me, you, and that's, let me, that's something I should address. Yeah. Um, as far as my curriculum and the way I the way I was teaching, uh, it's something I noticed that was inherently different. Uh, and this may brush upon music, which you might find interesting. Um, I was very fortunate that my my parents really really believed in a well-rounded education, and what they did was they made sure that we were exposed, uh, even though we were in, you know in a small rural area in northeastern Pennsylvania, they made sure that we were exposed to both some type of art training or um, music education uh, from a very young age. Or or and and, and so you had and. both. We had both. Yeah. yeah, yeah. What what were you I doing music wise? Um, oh geez. Well, my my uh, father was a drummer. So uh, oh really? Yeah. He taught um, he taught me percussion. Metal, metal real, drummer. <laughs> well, <laughs> you know, it's, uh, my Maybe father was a Crew. he did uh, like a lot of. Um, uh, jazz and polka and you know Irish music and you know he uh, played on weekends you know I mean he was he worked for the government for 35 years but he I always remember um, going to see him yeah I remember going to see him on weekends like playing in like local bands and right. it was a total blast and it was very inspirational for me uh, very very young uh, but so did you play drums? What did you do? I, I played drums. I played piano. I took guitar lessons. Uh -huh. I think there was saxophone chucked in the mix at one point. <laughs> do you still um, do it all at all? No, not, you know, now with my time being so limited, especially with the Ani Art Academy right. up and running, uh, it, my, my, my time is, I mean, I wake up at four in the morning and I basically collapse at like 10. You what know? do you listen to when you paint? Very eclectic mix. It's like all I, I think uh, ever since the launch of Pandora, I've just been lost in <laughs> yeah, that really musical rabbit uh, hole. Yeah, so, just yeah. one rabbit hole after another. I think more so, even though uh, Tony and I um, probably uh, both grew up with a lot of metal influences. <laughs> I think I, I, at this point now, I'm more into a lot of electronic music. Yeah. Um, 
it's just something that's just uh, I, uh, you know, it, it just eats up that idle part of your brain. You know, when you you're getting into your quote unquote zone, and, yeah, it's just yeah, yeah. Lo- drum loops and whatnot. Yeah, yeah, definitely, it definitely, like very noise. conducive to what we do. But um, what I noticed was, and you know, those any of you that were trained in music, you might have noticed this as well, we especially all- if you had, if if you could compare it against uh, art education. Yeah. Well, Jay, Jay and I were. I noticed that Shut up, regardless <laughs> of every instrument. No, don't, no, don't shut up. <laughs> regardless of any instrument, regardless of the teacher, and regardless of the style that they chose personally for themselves, they all taught the same fundamentals oh, in right, the same yeah, way. Yeah. Yeah, we well, to this, to this, to this, it doesn't day, matter. To this day, and we can start riffing on whatever the art community and stuff like that, or the art world. To this day, when you go get yourself a proper music education, you are taught the fundamentals. Absolutely. If you As go and get, and if, it, you're, if you're a writer and you want to start and you want to become a writer, you're taught fundamentals. In the art world, you are, not taught, you are not taught Well, here's the thing. What, what I Really? Absolutely. So 100%. Hard. Except for people like us who ended up starting ateliers, a private. visionaries. Pri- <laughs> <laughs> See, this is where you need music. You need theme music. <laughs> but the thing was, and then, you know, uh, while uh, many of my art teachers were extremely encouraged encouraging and you know very well versed in their specific uh, genre that I noticed that each of them changed the what, what would they would consider fundamentals of art you right. know they changed the nomenclature would change you right. know the, the vocabulary the uh, you know the the, the uh, the basic uh, rules of line and composition right. and you know even basic mark making was a very malleable component. And uh, for me, I found that a little troubling. You know, so like, well, my last teacher, you know, I would walk into a, you know, uh, into this classroom. Well, you know, my last teacher said that that teacher was wrong. You know, yeah. and yeah, you'd yeah. have to start all over. And um, you have to but, unlearn but like everything. But like something you've like music or, or, or let's say literature, to make a sentence structure like it's this, you learn your scales in music, you learn all these things, and then what you do with it becomes your art exactly you know? and you the, know, ar- but the argument is you have to learn the rules absolutely you but in them. art well that it's just was, you, you that, have th- to there that didn't exist so much well no it's not i mean no, look at no. it this way look at it this way like um and this is an, another example i use that uh, to be able to really have creative freedom you need some way to communicate um and and I, I tell this to a lot of people. Imagine, you know, you have a child that goes to school uh, for the, you know, they, I do. They, they come. Let's say, <laughs> let's say, okay, well, let's say your child comes home, uh, came home from school the first day and said, well, my teacher told me that, you know, to be as creative as possible, we are not going to follow the traditional established alphabet or the traditional established number system, right. but we're going to make up our own. Uh, and, that- you know, uh, you're, they're probably going to have some difficulty in in their ability to interact with the world yeah, and yeah. ultimately communicate or connect with the world and ultimately share any of their creative ideas or even manifest those ideas because ultimately they're cut off. Right. Okay. And you know, I think that this happens um, obviously in art when you skip over a lot of very very basic uh, fundamental components where they're stripped. People are stripped of some type of alphabet or basic number system. So I mean, wouldn't you freak out if your kid came home and said that to don't you? Get like a basic composition or uh, anatomy or I mean, you you, you, you do to a degree, uh, but it's 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 not really standardized. It's also it's, so truncated it's that it's so well not only truncated, it's wildly subjective. 
And because of the lack of uh, standard vocabulary for what can ultimately become a very robust visual language, that language is crippled from the start. You know, it's, it's, it's riddled with deficit. And I think that's a, that's a huge, huge problem. So what I did, I thought, well, I looked at all of the experiences I had and all of the different art classes from, you know, I started formal training at 14 and then went all the way through college and then a private atelier after that at the Schuller School. And what, what I did was I looked at all of those experiences together and I looked at what common threads they held. And, but, but then I did not model my curriculum off of any of it. What I did is I modeled my curriculum off of a music education. What I did is I found visual equivalents of scales and arpeggios and chords and cadences. Sweeping arpeggios. Visual, yeah, right. <laughs> uh, but visual mark making that would emulate that type of rational sequence of skill development that challenged, um, you know, uh, your, uh, that challenged the, these, these enthusiastic individuals and they were exposed to, um, so like what, what were you mentioned? Yeah. You mentioned some before. Um, color theory? What was no, well, we started with, uh, you know, we start with a very, very, very basic, uh, the two most basic marks, the dot and the line. You know, we start with a dot and then a dot in motion, which is a line. And then we start by establishing two points. And then you start to connect these dots, the, the, these, uh, this origin and this destination point with a straight line. And you start connecting these lines. And then you realize that certain lines then begin to uh, connect and work in concert to create another new element. Now they're shapes. But now you could also configure these individual lines, couple them with pressure, and now you start to create a whole new component called value. So now you, you know, so now you just keep building one element on top of another, on top of another. But you start at the very beginning. You start at the very, very, very beginning. And I, you know, in a in a earlier conversation I was having with uh, uh, Tedward, we were we were. Um, <laughs> We were um, talking about how language is a two-step process. Number one, you learn to perceive and replicate the sound. And two, you learn what, those, what meanings are associated with those sounds. So all we really focus on is uh, early on is step one. But our sounds are visual marks. We focus on what all these, how to make, how to perceive and replicate or reproduce um, these marks before we start to bring in anything conceptual as to what they make. I think, you know, um, one of my favorite quotes is uh, from uh, good old Willie Bougaro, where he said, <laughs> theory has no place in an artist's early education. It yeah. has no place. But now we were talking before, your, your early education used to be really early and that Yeah, you know, like I said, a, a, a found... great collection of books I recently picked up um, because uh, lately we've been contacted by several um, colleges and uh, some representatives from universities that have asked us to transform our atelier dynamic curriculum into a classroom wow. based That's curriculum. And you're like, yeah. no, no, we want preschool. <laughs> no, no, we want no part of that. <laughs> no, we, we, were, we were all excited. Right. Um, you know, I thought this was a huge... Um, a huge opportunity to introduce uh, a lot of skill-based training back into the classroom right. and, you know, start to rein in a lot of uh, the um, just wildly subjective uh, components of current uh, modern day art education yeah, yeah. and bring it back to a real um, rational sequence of skill-based exercises. Um, 
so yeah, we were we were all about that. And we started doing that, and then recently we uh, we were doing this work. And what what I had done, I'm getting ahead of myself. Uh, what we had done was I collected a lot of old books on early art education, um, all you know, K through twelve, and then right. you know, uh, college level and so forth and so on. And a, a great um, uh, book series I came I came across. I think. It's called Augsburg. Uh, Augsburg. I think it's Augsburg. And, uh, what year his, was that? His, I want to say 1914. You might have to look that up. I am terrible with dates and names. You asked me before about letter rack paintings, yeah. and I was like, uh, t- Ted, <laughs> Ted, Ted Jones. You know, I'm, I'm terrible, absolutely terrible with names. But um, this Augsburg's drawing course, which was given through, you know, uh, K through, you know, I want to say K through eight, maybe it was, uh, it, it also went later, but, uh, I mean, these exercises that kids were doing in the past, like in the early 1900s, these were like phenomenal, yeah, phenomenal drafting challenges that were really, really, um, brilliantly put into this, uh, sequence, into this program that, but just, along the lines of what you were talking about, right? Absolutely. Getting down to absolutely. The basic mark making Correct. and Correct. like, here's I mean, how you use the tools. Right. I mean, but looking back at this, um, uh, Augsbury. Uh, look, look, looking back at the, you know, looking back at the book, you could see now that, you know, we've obviously had a lot of advanced right. advancements yeah, yeah. in, you know, our understanding of perception and, you know, even the science of color. And I know a good friend of mine who's brilliant uh, color guy, Steve Lindbergh. Um, I was showing him some of the color yeah. sections and he was laughing. Um, <laughs> but uh, uh, because, you know, we just know so much more about color now. Right. And, uh, but really, I mean, it's, it's, it's really a shame that a lot of this vocabulary um, was lost. And now yeah. um, it, it's, it's people like you that are helping to rebuild this and bring it back. And, you know, um, the fact that certain colleges and institutions that maybe 20 years ago would have never thought about you know, bringing people like us back into the mix are saying, Hey, you know, um, we don't want our students left behind because you're producing these people that are far more advanced with these creative skills that are widely adaptable. Well, they also, I mean, college is a business and they come by your studio and they see all these young people studying with you instead of going to college or, you know, or. Yeah. And then you see these, 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 um, people getting right into galleries and having successful art careers and really uh, doing phenomenal things. You know, I, I don't like to really measure, uh, success based on, you know, we talked about this before about like, you know, sales or their their retail outlets but they're achieving artistically right you know uh much. I mean, they, they are they are doing well from a gallery standpoint, but you know. Um, well, but their art is like people. But I'm more concerned with their 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 creative skill development. Well, they're that's, doing something that's being recognized in some correct, way. Correct. Correct. Right. Correct. And if that means yeah. selling paintings, which I mean, a lot of us like, I find personally in my studio, like when my paintings are selling, I just I feel like. That's that's just the way that like in America with sort of our capitalist you know yeah. system like that's the way that people appreciate your work they buy it and it's it's obviously uh, and you know of course it's 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 an honor to be in someone's collection it's very validating for them to believe in you right. and uh, want to well, you know share their living space with something you created right. that's a huge honor yeah. Um, well, and it makes you want to paint more. It exactly. makes you feel like, exactly. okay, I'm connecting in You're some connect- way. That's like, it. That's 100%. I put this thing out 100%. there and somebody like grabbed it and yeah. loved it. Yeah. And if that's happening, I want to do more. Yeah. If it isn't happening. 
Well, I mean, yeah, I mean, that, that's the reason I don't want to just, you know, right. uh, put uh, too much uh, yeah, yeah, stress yeah. on people making sales because then you have right. some people that like don't make this like, what's wrong with me? You know, yeah, yeah, and, yeah. You know, and I, I, I just try. There's I, enough self love. Yeah, yeah, right, right. So you have this 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 idea of of starting people off, you know, early. Is that something that you were taken to the white chulis? Uh, uh, school? I, I don't know what you mean. So uh, K through twelve. The K through twelve. Oh yeah. right. Well, what had happened was um, when we, uh, as we've been do- we've been working on this, like I said, with the uh, with the college uh, level um, uh, classes that we were adapting from our atelier curriculum uh, for the classroom for the college classroom. Uh, it had it had come to my attention. I, I spoke with um, Kara Ross from the Art right. Renewal Center, and she is. Um, in charge of a new, I want. I don't want to. I want to say it's a, a a branch of the Art Renewal Center, which is a project called the Da Vinci Initiative, right. which is about. Uh, it, I, I would I, I would describe it as an educational outreach program to bring uh, skill based training uh, not only to obviously the uh, the college classroom, but back to, to reestablish K that through twelve. Books yeah, that you uh, found. to give yeah. them some. Uh, Sequential development right. for their, you know, their, their, uh, and the grounding that yeah. people had pre, you know, mid 20th century. Yeah, right, 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 right. So, you know, what we did is we started taking some of our exercises now and, um, reconfiguring them for children. And, um, it's a lot of fun. It really is, you yeah. know, uh, it's, it's interesting because, again, just like, you know, it, 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 it echoes that dynamic you said before where once you start teaching, um, you, you get to re-examine these components of what make up your craft, yeah. you know, what make up your visual language, what, make, what makes up your art. And it's such you, an amazing... You keep, you keep re-examining these very basic components, and again, you, you garner something new from, from uh, revisiting it. But... I noticed that in us now revisiting these exercises again to reconfigure them for children, you know, it's unlocking even more potential for each individual exercise. So again, it's it just it, it's it's such a common phenomenon that every time we go back to look at these very very basics again, having it's not that the exercises have changed, but we have changed coming back to look at the exercises. Right. So the perspective we bring to these exercises it's is new. Right. It's different. And we bring with it a new experience. So now we could say, hey, I have I have an even cooler idea. We can right. now take yeah. this, reconfigure it, reshape it, and now it's even more effic- uh, more effective, more efficient. So do you feel like you're constantly tinkering with the idea? Oh, I, of, of I, developing I wake, the the whole curriculum. You know, the the founder of the Ani Art Academy, Tim Reynolds, um, yeah. laughs at me sometimes because he knows that uh, we had talked about this before. Where I'm the type of guy where I'll just wake up at two in the morning um, with some element we could add to some component right, of the curriculum right. and i just have to sit up and you know write it all down and uh, again i'm 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 glad you're a painter and not a serial yeah, killer yeah. <laughs> i get really creative about it wait, I'll tell wait you here's how i could have chopped up yeah. the body so all right zen. i gotta try this again that's going back it's to the beginner's zen. mind yeah you yeah. know what i mean over and over and getting something out of it new every it's also time. a great way but to that's not also, ever I mean, go to teaching sleep. would be horribly boring if if it didn't if you weren't able to like evolve with well, new perspectives and that's the thing you, you know that's why and you know again you know i don't want I don't want to reference too much that you know that we were talking about before you started recording, but you know, um, you know, that's where you know I, I get into a lot of problems because if I am constantly rechanging and constantly revisiting, trying to make the science of learning, the science of learning art, 
better. It does smack in the face of a lot of traditional dogma. Like right. it does, you know, uh, explain, I think, explain yeah, how, explain, explain how, well, you know, we have a lot of, um, people that let's, let's take something that probably has been at the forefront of a lot of arguments, uh, you know, um, between modern day, uh, realists, the photograph. Is, well, yeah, you know, we could look at it, it you know, it, it once came up, it came up and, and reared a pretty ugly head. The argument, uh, when, uh, David Hockney's book came out, I forget what year it came yeah, out, yeah. but when his secret knowledge book came out, everyone right. was, Oh my God, you know, nobody used lenses and cameras and this and that. But you know, it's the, 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 the topic again has resurfaced with the, um, release of Tim's Vermeer. Uh, the oh, the Penn yeah, and Teller yeah. um, right. movie about um, that guy uh, doing the. I want right. to say it's Tim. Is it Jameson? Tim J Jameson. He's, a, he's an inventor. He's, he's an like inventor, really and you know he found a way inventor. to use um, optics to, you know, um, recreate what he believed was the way uh, Vermeer used optics in right. his creative process. And I think that. Um, Have you seen it? No, I haven't. No, I haven't. I, you know, <laughs> everybody's I, talking about it. Nobody's right, seen it. Right, right, and. Um, this, you know, it's, that's, that, see... that kind of reminds me a lot about of art education, actually, <laughs> right, right. Um, but I think that uh, as far as um, something like that, like, you know, you have some people that really um, frown upon, you know, embracing modern day technology to further explore the art experience. Right. And I think it's some thinking like that that does introduce an element of arrested development as far as educational potential. Um, so, you know, it, that definitely, when I hear people um, talk about that, and, you know, when we go, when we go to other... Are you, are you open to, you know, when somebody who uh, would argue against or for, let's say, in this case, since you're using the example of the use of photograph, do you understand why um, they would say you shouldn't do it or you should do it? Well, uh, absolutely. Um, now, and, and Meaning I, it's uh, not like, oh, you're wrong because you're, you don't agree with what I say. Well, uh, <laughs> you know, I, I, I want to I say uh, things as kindly as possible. Um, oh, go ahead, dude. Uh, What's on your um, mind? I think that uh, for certain aspects, you know, you do control what people have access to when you are trying to develop a certain skill, when you are trying to uh, build some ability. You know, obviously, um, when we do our origin line destination exercises, we don't let you use a ruler because we want you to be able to steady your arm and your hand and uh, develop some very strong eye-hand coordination. So obviously, a ruler would be an advantage in that situation, uh, but we wouldn't let you well, use it. Well, it would be a disadvantage because you'd never learn to draw a Well, that's what line. I mean. Well, I mean, it would be yeah. an advantage in you making a straight line, but it would be a disadvantage in you... Uh, developing that skill. skill to draw straight so I do understand that from an educational standpoint, full that, confession, I use rulers <laughs> from an educational standpoint. I totally agree with, um, not using certain tools or, um, any type of technological advantages at certain key points, uh, in your, uh, sequential development. Totally agree with that. But when it gets, um, to the point where, uh, certain uses of technology, which aren't even um, 
aren't even necessarily true, you know. Um, and you know, again, that's a whole other conversation that I, I'm not I mean, sure if you want to. It's just an example. Like, what? like what's not true? Well, I think that what happens is that a lot of people seem to judge the abilities of others based on their own limitations. Therefore, when they see a specific artwork that may exceed what they feel someone should be capable of doing, they're looking, they must be cheating, they must be doing something that is not kosher, um, and there must be some trick to it. And I personally take a great amount of offense at that because, you know, and and I hate to say this, but, you know, don't judge my abilities by your limitations. Right. I'm sorry. You heard it here first. Yeah. Suggested um, donation. So, I mean, what? <laughs> and it's it's <laughs> it's 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 really sad, you know. And um, it 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 really. I mean, you know, I don't I don't want to uh, sound. I don't want to come across as too damning of the position, mm-hmm. but it's just it's really. Uh, and let's say okay, let's say someone is forthcoming and says yes, I use this projection system for when I. I don't see how that diminishes the artwork in any way, or even should be considered when experiencing the final product. And someone said, that, you know, you hear a lot of people that argue in the forums and on, on social media and they say, well, you know, it's, it's not only about product, it's about process and that's true. That's true, however, I don't know when I've been to the last exhibition of processes. <laughs> Maybe, I, well, mean, I, I mean, I do I, think that the story behind how the, how the work is created factors into it in some way and i i think well, okay, that it's let's undeniable say, like let's say that, that vermeer used all of these optical devices how does that influence your appreciation of his work well i think that it makes me it helps me to understand his work better it but doesn't it doesn't diminish my appreciation that's what i'm saying that's what i'm saying and it you just, have to admit a lot of times when people do introduce the technological aspect it is I would say 90% of the time in some attempt to disqualify it really is it truly is I think probably I, I, I at hate, its heart, I hate, you're absolutely right. I, I, but, I hate to say it, but it's, it's really true. But I also think that there are, you know, pe- people do different things. And, and oh, absolutely. art can do listen, lots listen. of different things. I am, and you I know, that, I believe that any successful, um, any real uh, uh, creative artistic experience, it, it tends to be a, a marriage of two things. And one of them is a... Uh, manifestation of a concept and usually when people ask me about virtuosity virtuosity is tied up in there somewhere in that manifestation of concept Mm -hmm. and the on on the other side there has to be a real fulfilling process the process has to be fulfilling for you you're not going to want to do it and you're not going to really bring to life what you want if you're not being fulfilled in, in doing that right so that you know that's why i say i don't if someone says to me oh well i don't use photographs or i don't use a camera i don't use photoshop i don't use you know a wacom tablet i don't use you know uh the cintiq i don't use any of these things that's great that doesn't make me like or dislike it right that's that's like you telling me well i, I don't wear socks when i paint well that's well, wonderful that, that has no relevance to, to what you produce in the right. end to me uh, getting back to education yes and the idea is our and i brought this up before we were talking, is like, are we creating a monster? And I'm a, it, not you, not us, but the idea that anything goes, anything that's oh, no, 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 in no. front of See, you. See again, that's 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 people uh, really island hopping, you know. Okay. So we say Explain. you should, 
you know, um, take advantage of whatever type of um, resources are available to you in, in, a, in a very non-dogmatic way. And all of a sudden, then it becomes anything goes. Now, that's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is that, uh, just like I said before, you know, you don't want to, I didn't want to use a ruler in this particular component of the training uh, because I was developing a particular skill. Now, that to me doesn't sound like anything goes. There's, 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 a, there's a real big chasm between what I said and where you're starting. Now, the person who says, well, why not just use a ruler instead of learning? And I just explained that, yeah, yeah because you know, you're developing that, well, a particular you. skill. And, and, and I agree, and I 100% yeah. agree with right. you. But if somebody's not studying with Anthony Wychulis and says, "Well, well I don't need to new, <laughs> I don't need to know all this stuff. I don't right. need to learn this stuff because oh, and we get tons of that. Like you know, when we get to people in our earliest exercise. Oh, and that's I, what I, I mean I about like almost like I know how to yeah. do that. about yeah. the almost the anything goes is that's that when you get that then, later on nailed it. You know, but the idea that you know back to that example is then well i don't need to learn that skill of steadying my hand and learning it and how to do from point you know from well point i love you know look at the best thing you could do there when someone says well i already know how to do that show me there you go here's a, here's a pencil here's a pen show show me and then you could use a ruler forever Just show <laughs> me show me how you can do it that's it so now show me a perfect circle donatello yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But I mean, that's, that's, that's the fact. Of the matter. I mean, again, but you know, our, our, I mean, that's not hidden from our students. We say, oh, well, you can't use this. You know, you don't use a mall stick. You don't use a ruler in the beginning. You know, there's no type of um, guide because you're trying to develop some uh, eye-hand coordination. And just like learning a golf swing, you want to learn how to make one confident line. Have you, have you had artists who are like established coming back? Like, for, Absolutely, I mean, because yeah. to be honest, like as you're describing this, I'm like, yeah. <laughs> I need to learn to draw straight um, But it's you know it's I I'm 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 the guy that's really happy doing that. Like, but now there's there's other instructors that uh, teach much more. Uh, you know, they're 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 way up more on the complexity ladder that are teaching different concepts. And right. I just want to make it real clear. Like, I don't mean to diminish right. that in any way whatsoever. That is vitally important as well. Yeah, yeah. You know, but you know where where I am is in the the very very you know basics of the engine here. Well, but because that's what's missing. I th I I truly believe that that is what's. And missing. And I think we've all experienced that because we were talking uh, before about concept. And um, versus manifest right. and manifestation, yeah. you know, and um, you know, some people will argue that the concept's more important. Some people will argue that the manifestation is, is more important. And um, well, I don't understand how you could manifest the concept accurately. It's a synthesis, right. you know. If uh, how how could you synthesize that? Con yeah. If if how how could you realize that concept if you don't have the skills to explore it and manifest it i, I don't understand you can't that. even draw yeah. a straight line yeah i mean you know <laughs> without a ruler but i mean even but again you know that that's what i meant when i said before about just kind of getting away from some of the new school right. um bs and getting away <laughs> from some of the old school dogma Right. And, you know, just using what resources are available. Because, I mean, and I, and I use I use this example before in, in jest. When it I seems was, like are, you're being very practical. I'm, yeah, like, that's, I mean, that's it. There's, there's no, there's like, no, there's no big, um, you know, I'm not going to walk in here with a beret and a cape. And, you know, uh, this is not a lot of lofty, artsy philosophy. I, I'm, 
you know, I'm I'm a blue collar artist. You know, I, <laughs> you know, the working man. I'm, I'm the working man's artist. Part of the union down the street. You know, and but that's like it's got to be little, practical. That's Tony it's got to be efficient. And again, because we're teaching this very very basic rudimentary um, skeleton of visual mark making in different countries. Um, it's got to be very clear and to the point. Well, right. Can you, and let's can you, talk can you a explain about, about that, how Annie. it went from the Waichulis Academy to uh, Waichulis School to the Annie? To the Academy. International okay. um, Annie. In, in, uh, in with, with two, Tim Reynolds. Yeah, in 2000, uh, I want to say late 2008 or 2009. Who is um, Tim Reynolds? We're going to get to that. All right. <laughs> Getting out of sequence. All right. Sorry. Um, basically, though. Remember who you're talking yeah. to. Everything has to be. It has to be exactly. in a clear, rational sequence. <laughs> Ted word. I apologize. <laughs> so on there. So We're like jumping off the walls. Yeah. And you're like, bring it back here, boys. Yeah, let's, bring it let's back. Let's wrangle One in. step at a time, fellas. So in 2008, 2009, uh, somewhere along, somewhere in there, um, I got a visit from an artist, Timothy Jan. Timothy Jan was an artist from New Jersey that was teaching at the Ducray School of Art. Uh, Timothy Jan at the time was also teaching uh, a man by the name of Tim Reynolds, who mm -hmm. was, uh, you know, a Wall Street uh, guy that was a really big art lover and was very passionate about the arts and. Um, but passionate about the arts, but not like the not collecting Warhols. Well, like no, 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 no. He he was he was he was passionate about like some collecting, but he was more passionate about immersing himself. Like he wanted right. to learn how to he paint wanted and to draw. Be an art. He wanted yeah, to he be an wanted artist. to draw. Um, and it's something that he, you know, in conversations before, he said it come up at different points in his life where he really just wanted to draw and paint. You right. Know? Uh, he just loved it. He loved it for loving it. You know, for right. for loving it for loving its sake. Um, <laughs> but uh, so what had happened was Tim. Uh, Timothy Jan uh, came and visited my studio one day, which we do. We have you know groups that come from different schools to tour the studio, and um, it's funny. You know, I, I always think about when people are visiting the studio, and this harkens back to what you were saying before about um, uh, artists selling artwork. And yeah. one thing that everyone always says when they walk into our studio is the walls are all bare except for a couple posters from shows and everything. Where's all your artwork? And I tell everybody, beware of any art school that has all of their artwork on the walls. <laughs> um, I said, fortunately, a lot of our artwork is in galleries or preferably in, in a collection it's somewhere already, right? So he came to visit and... Um, you know, I think it was the day after Tim uh, visited with a group of his um, students from Ducre that Tim wrote me, just like you said, this is an artist wanting to come back and say, you know, I, I want to learn how to do what you're doing. Right. Um, I'm out there doing this thing, but yeah. I feel like something's missing. Yeah, exactly. He, he wanted to get in the garage. Right. You Which know, is funny because um, I think that's something we've all said to each other, yeah. like yeah. ourselves. Like, but, I mean, I, like we are learning from our students constantly. Absolutely. And, ab yeah. Absolutely. And just, again, it goes back to the same thing. Every time you go back and look or you, you take someone by the hand, and you take them into that world it's you're 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 vicariously reliving it right. all over again one and it's to a two-way street to teach is to learn twice Abs yeah absolutely yeah. squid that was that was jay braun thank you jay, <laughs> jay braun I, guys i got that from a fortune cookie I'm yeah, that's sure. awesome that's awesome i, I, I get that tattooed I, on my back i believe it's attributed to uh, confucius like a tramp stamp yeah. style yeah, but, <laughs> <laughs> If, if you edit this, could you please leave that in? Right? Are you <laughs> kidding? You <laughs> don't edit. Um, but uh, what were you talking about? The tr I lost it on Tim, Tramp Stamp. Tim, yeah. Re Tim Reynolds coming to learn from you. So, 
Um, Wait a second, Tim no, Reynolds. No, he's, he's, he's still ahead. I'm, he's still on the wall. I'm, I'm yeah. pulling Timothy it back. John. Timothy Jan. Timothy Jan. Yeah. So Timothy Jan. Um, you know, he wrote me the next day and said, you know, I'm, I'm already doing this thing. I'm already teaching, but I really want to learn. You right. know, the nuts and bolts of, of what you're doing. So I said, that's fine. At the time, we were doing this thing called a long distance apprenticeship, where some people uh, were not able to become full-time students because they lived really far. They already had, you know, uh, life responsibilities. So they right. would come to our studio once a month. And our program is self-guiding enough where you can do that and still keep moving forward uh, efficiently, effectively, right. because many of our exercises are self-policing. Right. You don't need an instructor over your shoulder. Initially, you do just to make sure that there's no rudimentary problems with pencil grip or pitch or pressure or anything like that. But, you know, once, once the, the, the plane kind of gets moving, you'd be surprised how quick you get up in the air. Right. So um, he came in and worked uh, shortly. And then what I heard from Tim Reynolds, and I'm just going to interject Tim Reynolds real quickly here. But apparently uh, Tim Jan's work changed vastly, very fast. Uh -huh. And what Tim was doing, Tim Jan was teaching. Tim, Tim Reynolds is in a wheelchair. So Tim, I think while Tim Reynolds uh, did take some classes at Ducre, Tim Jan eventually taught him privately at his home. Mm -hmm. So... Um, Tim Reynolds noticed one day that Tim Jan's work had changed, and he said, "What what what happened here? What <laughs> what what exactly? What, what, what drug were you taking? What, yeah, what what exactly took place right here? Right. Um, so he said, "Oh, I'm studying with this this lunatic in northeastern Pennsylvania. <laughs> he may or may not be a serial. He killer. may or may not be a serial killer, but he Maybe. really knows what but he's he does doing. Have a trap yeah. Yeah, he does. Yeah, right. <laughs> he does know what he's doing. Um, and then before you know it." Um, you know, I'm just going to uh, push ahead. Eventually, Tim Reynolds asked to meet me. Right. And um, we were summoned. We were summoned to New York. <laughs> so uh, Tim, uh, I think, lives uh, up uh, uh, here. And um, we, uh, we got together uh, for dinner. And he said that um, he had always, like I said, he had always been a really, uh, a really enthusiastic uh, art lover, right? And very passionate about the arts. But he, what I, what I've come to learn about Tim is he's just as passionate about learning and education. And it, it's, it, you know, knowing him and being friends with him is is truly inspirational because, uh, you know, together we've just we, we we've developed so many ideas together that it's it's I, I wouldn't rather have done this with anyone else, you yeah. know, um, but. He said, basically, uh, I'm, I love art, but rather than take my money and buy tons of paintings and you know, invest keeping it, in, keeping in, it all for myself, in, invest in art in that way. He said, I'd rather invest the money in a resource that will make a thousand great artists for the future. Right. And I, you know, I, I was sold right there. I'm like, I'm in, I'm in. You know, well, how, how, um, what was at this point Were you guys, were you already training him? Were you teaching him? No, not at all. I so mean, he, he just, was just like, I have this was, idea and you're the guy I want to talk to. Right, about right. It. He has this idea. Without and necessarily knowing He your said process. to me, you know, um, I, I remember during that first dinner where he was saying, I'm going to invest all this money and build these schools. And he started to say something about me and my intellectual property. And this, I said, I'm just going to stop you right there. I said, if you're doing this, I said, you could have everything that I have, you know, you could have right. it. Um, Did you guys have like the kind of the BS meter in common? Like, was he looking at the state of art education and saying like, 
this is unacceptable. Well, it's, he he took he took a, a lot of classes. Of, I mean, he took a lot of classes. I want to say. And did he I find himself? He was took he, classes at the Art Students League, I believe. He t- like he took classes at Ducre. And, and was he just frustrated by the I lack say, of I clarity? I wouldn't say frustrated, or? but because of um, his a firm on Wall Street was a, a teaching firm, I believe it was a really big educational component to his firm, and. Um, he immediately keyed on the fact, uh, looking at our curriculum, that the, the, the rational sequencing that he recognized in quality education was our curriculum. Uh, so I believe he just, he took to it right away. Right. This is ex- and, and, and an important thing for me, which ultimately uh, also really aligned itself with what he was setting out to do, was that we, I really tried to keep as much aesthetic out of my program as possible. There's, you know. Um, so it's just like the fundamental. It's how it's to the build fundamentals. the engineering. When you say aesthetic, the dot and the line, like, the value, the shape, and you know color, the gradation. Right. You know, you get into so color. The idea, it's the all idea very, of, very basic. The idea of taste and like trying to develop taste. We, well, we, because like, because here's now. what we didn't want to do. We didn't want to go to Anguilla and the Dominican Republic and Sri Lanka and Thailand. And and and, and that was one of the and impose it, your taste and impose on, my right. taste. And impose was, my. I didn't want. I mean, that's to me, that's not art education. Right. And that's what one of his ideas is that he wanted to take this international. And, and no, open that up was the that was the whole in idea. Places yeah. that you wouldn't think would be, you know, they're not. Well, it's he, not Europe. It's he not wanted Sweden to go to. He Norway. wanted to go to places that a lot of the uh, young people were looking at, um, or were, were not uh, being exposed to any type of art education at all, um, at all, modern you know. or classical. No, no, don't get me wrong. There was some in, in, you know, in their middle school and their high school because we did meet some of the art teachers in their in their public schools, and they, you know, right. they were, uh, you know, wonderful people. But um, the ty- this type of education was not there at all. Well, it's, I mean, it's not here at all. Yeah. Well, <laughs> it is in northeastern well, Pennsylvania, a little bit, right? <laughs> <laughs> and on Forty Fourth Street, yeah. <laughs> recognized. <laughs> So, so when you say bringing it to places like Anguilla, uh, Anguilla, Anguilla, and now in Thailand, and 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 so nice hat. Was it the did he was British one of the West Indies? <laughs> was one of the ideas that it didn't necessarily have modern arts influence in there, like really in? No, I mean, there's in, in some of the places there, there's there's uh, uh, there are arts there there. I mean, in, in these places, there's very beautiful art. I mean, in the Caribbean traditional. Is just, like, yeah, yeah, right, right. But we're, we're we're just coming in there and saying that you know this is a um, a very very specific skill set to take your your culture, um, the things that make you what you are, and it's it's a way to share them with the rest of the world in this way. So the idea is that it's not it's not necessarily like, no, we're going into these specific areas. It's eventually we'll get we want to get everywhere. Well we want to we I mean, you know, he's he's the guy that's really uh, the the strategist when it comes to locale. I mean mm-hmm. I'm again like I said, I'm in the I'm in the in the gr- I'm in the garage to. with uh, the painting business. Yeah, I'm in the, I'm in the garage working on the engine. Yeah, you're you know, tinkering um, with the engine. Where, where, the where, these, the where these cars are all going? I mean, that's that's, <laughs> that's up to him. Ship them wherever you want. Wherever to, you want. This is, so, this is to make sure they're going right. to run real well. That's now, all. when it kind of switched over to Annie, yeah, did you have to? Tinker. Well, that's what actually. Did you have to tinker we, with it and readjust? I kind of well, first I I kind of faded off there in. And then when, when he asked me His to do dinner, that, right. um, at, at that dinner, he said, you know, you want to do this. And then later, uh, very, very shortly after that, he said, well, um, would, if, if I open a school here domestically, like a small satellite here, 
um, to train teachers to go to these other places, would you run that? And, I, and then I said, well, we'll just take the Wachula Studio and roll it over into whatever you want it to be. You know? And then the Wachula Studio became Ani Art Academy Wachula. What is Ani? Ani is actually a shortened form of the word Anjani, which is Swahili for the path or the way. Oh, cool. How zen is yeah. that? <laughs> hey <-o>. uh, Yeah. <laughs> hey layers and layers yeah. of meaning. Right, right. That's um, awesome. Yeah, so th I mean, that's, that's all him. I just I showed up late, like I said, just to work in the garage. But he, already, <laughs> he already had all the important stuff worked out. So did you like have Swahili, to... Like Swahili, sold. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> right, I'm in. I'm did in. you have to take your your process of te you know your 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 technique of teaching up to that point and now have to adjust it at all oh we we was completely it easy overhauled everything we were doing was that a difficult thing to do it four years wow. um it took uh in fact this this year we just launched the language of painting release and um and the language of so the you, language you of drawing, drawing and these are drawing videos first that it's what 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 tim wanted he said he he knows you know me being that you know, guy waking up at two in the morning right. to, you know, really worry about this little portion of this exercise. Can this be working better? And he wanted to make sure that we had, you know, for posterity and, you know, for quality assurance at each school, he wanted all the entire program committed to DVD. He said right. he wanted it all recorded. But now people can order that and just kind oh, of... Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't want to turn this into like a, hey, buy this thing, but that's what we did. Yeah. Well, but yeah. I mean, people should... I mean, it's... Well, you know, it's, yeah. it is really good. I'm going to get it. <laughs> yeah. So the thing was, though, like, I remember when we first started, Tim's like, well, we'll get you like a, a filmmaker, like a, or what would it be, a videographer or whatever to work Steven on Steven Spielberg's these. free. He's like, yeah, well, you know, we'll get you somebody. And I just said, no, I want to stop you right there. Um, because what's going to happen? I said, I didn't want to bring in anyone... Uh, any type of filmmaker to have any anything to do with the training videos because they're going to try to make it into something. Right. They're going to try to make it into a story or tell us, you know, uh, make it a net. Yeah, angle. I, I don't yeah. want any of that. I said, I said, what I want to do is when when I was fourteen, uh, my mother um, made me get my working papers and go right to work. And I remember my first job was at McDonald's. And I remember, you know, watching, they, they, they stick you in this room and they put these videos on like how not to burn your face off with the grill. Um, griddle. And, yeah. You know, I, I wanted videos like that. Like this is how to make a line. I didn't want the, the adventure that is line. Right. I didn't want that. You, you didn't know? want the creative distortion. Right. Right. I wanted, this is how you make a line. You know, this is how you do this. And I want it very simple. And I said, let me, I'll just figure out like, some. Like so the film doesn't get in the way. It's just the no, idea. I, I mean, and, but there's some, I mean, there's some brilliant people now. Like, you know, I've seen, um, you know, uh, Scott Waddell's videos and uh, Douglas Flint. And he gets, Scott they gets, are I mean, gorgeous. he makes them all himself. Yeah, He's they really are. Into it. And, and, you know, I think we have um, on our video, uh, what we do is we like to, again, keep we, to try to keep options open for people. We say, you know, you've done this. These are some basics. Um, but what's nice is I, I really took a lot of uh, pleasure in recommending a lot of people's videos. I said, oh, yeah. you know, definitely check out Scott Waddell, yeah. check out Douglas Flint, and you know these people that just you know take much much deeper down the knowledge well. And I said, if you want to keep going, you Scott's know, Scott's building of diagrams on the yeah, it's, it's so it's, awesome. It, it's uh, hypnotizingly beautiful, and yeah. I, you know, uh, we, again, we took a lot of pleasure in in promoting that stuff. That's awesome, and um, and and I think that's really what it takes. You know, it just takes a lot of us working in concert to. Together to, to make something right. bigger happen. What do you see that the difference between the videos and the Annie Art Academy as far as what what you're getting out of it? Do you see? Is there well, I mean, there's there's obviously there's a huge difference between um, 
you know, watching a video and, you know, experience a studio dynamic. I mean, that's... It's interactive. Yeah, in I mean, it's, it's far more interactive, but we really, I mean, like I said, I worked four years on the videos to make sure that every lesson um, was as clear and like you said, it's very practical, very efficient, no fluff, no BS. Is no... that hard though? Because I mean, like as we discussed before, like your teaching approach is always evolving and you know, four years down the road, the stuff that you started with, you're now well, looking uh, yeah, at and and I, being like, and I think, uh... I think, you know, we went back and we revisited everything and you know, those people that um, entrusted me with their education with the Waichula Studio, I mean, I, I think I really did. Um, all I, I gave that all that I could with what I knew at the time. Right, like I said, right. coming back with different perspectives, different uh, experiences, both artistic and educational, I was able to revisit every nook and cranny of yeah. the program, revamp so much of it to make it better, to right. make it better, yeah, to yeah. make it better. And what are you um, hoping? What are you hoping happens with the, the language of uh, drawing, the language of painting? What's your goal? with those well, my goal was just to make them available make an uh, just army make, of just, people just make a resource that's available <laughs> minions learning video and doing it yourself? i learned i learned video i mean i i picked up a couple really really simple video programs and since i really didn't want anything flat i mean you watch them there's there's not a lot of flashy information they're not meant to sit and watch like you know a lot of art videos are out there where it's it's more edutainment than right, edutainment right. it's a lot of like you know scantily clad women dancing in the woods and i don't know what you're gonna you know i mean i guess you're getting what, something what, what are you right where, 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 where can i get Where's this video well let me tell you if you're in the, you're not gonna like mine at all <laughs> but i mean you well, know there is this one scene <laughs> yeah well before you are i streak across the screen sasquatch <laughs> but, but but seriously um the uh the videos themselves they're 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 very uh, cut and dry and they're they're set up in, in assignments. You know, they're set up where you watch this little piece of video, but then you go work. You go do like you don't yeah, put yeah. the video on in the background while right. you're painting and somehow it slowly seeps into your subconscious. All of a sudden, I can art. It doesn't work. You should, you should yeah, have right. audio while you're sleeping that when you wake up, you're a better art. Yeah, better I mean, but that's, no, you know. There are these sunglasses that you put on and they flash. It's just me screaming right. at you yeah, in, in 3D. Yeah. No, but it's, you know, Download I mean, obviously I could police more with someone in, in the studio. But like I said, many of the exercises were calibrated in such a way that um, they are very self-policing. It's not where you have to be subjective to, well, it's kind of right, but not sort of right. No, right. this is like, this is the schematic. Right. You either match the schematic or you didn't. It's, right. it's a quantifiable, measurable yeah. reason. That's why I said before about the energy. I can't measure that, right. but I can measure whether this line pierced this dot or not. It either did or it didn't. It's not like it kind of did. There are certain you know? people who are going to like respond more to just watching it on a video and doing it on their own. And there are oh, yeah. other people yeah. who like absolutely some people absolutely. you're going to tell them something yeah. in the studio. They'll want to do exactly the opposite or, you know, well, I, you know, I, and, and you get those people that, you know, there's, and I'm, I'm being really honest and upfront here, but you know, for a lot of people, it's boring. It's just like, you know, yeah. um, this isn't seven minute abs, you know, it's, <laughs> it's like, it's, it's an entire workout. Generally speaking, abs. anything that's worth, worth something takes a long time. Yeah, it, it really does. If work. you really and want, it really is boring to the outside world. If you want a magic trick, you could learn that quick. But if you want a skill that's widely, wildly adaptable. This is this is the rational sequence of development right. that I think is best, or and I wouldn't be, I wouldn't path. be promoting. It. It's a very long path, but it is filled with a lot of quantifiable results that you don't have to wonder if it's working. Right? Uh, is this really working for me? I can't tell. Yeah. You know, I don't. 
if 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 you're doing it correctly, it's it's going to work. It's not like a is it working? It it's working. Right. You know, that's now once you uh, and I stand behind that <laughs> <laughs> money back guarantee. Um, once you um, give these people, let's say with the Annie Art Academy or with the videos, you give them a sort of skill base that they can now rely on as a as a foundation. Um, then they're out in the in the world making paintings. Um, I wanted to generally what I want to do is start breaking down. Ted and I had this idea. Ted and I, your paintings. Ted and I had this idea of wanting to break down uh, one of your paintings. Sure. Well, because I, I mean, and, one and, of the things, and, and like, the idea is, is again is like you're giving people the skill to say something. Right. Now, right. Because you're not behind their, you know, behind them saying, well, now you got to think of this. That's the thing. You're I not going to think of, you're not right. going to, I'm not giving right. you taste or any right. of that stuff. Well, I'm right. not going to tell you what to do with here's this. A bunch of in, here's a bunch on. of skill. What are you going to say about it now? Right. Right. That, you know, so we, Ted and I chose one of your paintings. We looked at your painting. It was, well, it was you helped us choose. Well, you helped us choose. <laughs> you it. chose one but of yours. It was, was void. I think. Yeah, I think I looked at a, a simpler one that's kind of easy. Right. To, yeah. to, to, and, uh, and the explore. idea is that I wanted to take what you were saying with the NER Academy, because it gets re- really difficult about uh, about like when you provide somebody with the skill, now they have to go out and be an artist. Yeah. And um, so I wanted to sort of just go well, through and, the. Through your you know, process and, of making a In all honesty, and I, and I think most of you would, would, agree, would agree with this, is you know, when you graduate school, um, you get out of some school. That doesn't, that doesn't make you a master of anything. Right. I think, and, and what I think what our diplomas say is it, 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 you, know, you have arrived at this place as, as, an accomplished, as an accomplished journeyman. But now you, know, now you could enjoy a lifetime of learning and exploring towards mastery you know but but that that takes a lifetime I mean, you may not real i mean you may not ever realize your full potential but that's to me that's that is one of the most attractive things about you know this particular pursuit is that you you can constantly explore and get better and better and better or I don't, maybe better is not the right word you you evolve right you evolve and you evolve and revisit the basics and you evolve and revisit and die. evolve and revisit right. and you just keep growing and I think you know maybe mastery is not a destination maybe mastery is just a, it's it's not a static destination maybe it's 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 a very malleable like a dynamic target yeah that, maybe it's yeah. something that just keeps moving forward as you get better because perhaps you redefine mastery when you arrive at well, what sure you thought it was right the thing the thing yeah. that you were aiming for at some point you know you you get there or you yeah. uh, and you've like at that point you've you've forgotten about that goal and you're on to something well, and this, you know right right and again let's let's bring up things i was talking about before we even started recording um you know, I spent the the initial part, and this is going to lead right into what you're talking about with that painting. I'm just trying to tie it just all. Just let it go. To tie just it all together. let it go, Anthony Waitulis. Um Basically, uh, you know, the early part of my career really, really was about technique, and it was right. about, like I said, trying to emulate my heroes and trying to develop the vocabulary, the alphabet, even, even better. Um, the grammar. Like a metal guitarist. Yeah, like just learning, like just how to manifest whatever I wanted to say. And then, you know, after a certain point, I realized that um, I I need to start saying things. And that's when I'd like to, I'd like to believe I became, uh, you know, a storyteller, but visually. Right. And um, uh, hopefully I'm I'm getting better at that as well, you know. Uh, But again, that just like the technique, just like the ability to manifest the concept, um, I think we were all saying that uh, 
sort of agreed on we're just getting to the point where we're just starting now to understand but it's never, how to move it's it never, forward. You say that all along. Everybody says that all along. Yeah. I'm just starting to understand yeah. I'm just starting but to get I don't good. Think, but there's, I don't there's think a truth to that because a lot of people, whether, you know, I come across a lot of musicians yeah, but, who say you know, that. But I think, you know, back to, um, if I'm saying this correctly, Jay I Barron. think it's healthy. This uh, if, I'm, if I'm saying this correctly. Um, I, I think that, you know, for a lot of people, it's, I don't know. I, I, I find that kind of cop out ish, you know, where I'm just starting to, I'm just starting. I'm just, you know, at some point I think, I think that's, that's just kind of a security blanket where, you know, I'm just, just getting right, to really right. understand. Well, at the same time, well, at, 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 at I sometimes, see, you know, I, I just see, see a, how- a lot of people really, really resist, you know, jumping off the cliff to, to really, you know, uh, you land into a big new pool of possibilities. Right. And, you know, you can look at it that way, and, and I understand what you're saying. But oh, I will the, look at it that way. At the same time, <laughs> I can also see somebody just taking the that idea and saying it's a, it's a push forward to say I'm you know I'm just blazing forward. So yeah. the idea is that it just, I, it's, it's just an interpretation. You're saying it that way, and I'm like, yeah, you're right. But yeah. if somebody said it, oh, right I'm just getting there, and I and I'm I'm like going to start just throwing hammers i'm like right on well, again, whatever, this, this whatever goes, you need this goes back to, to you, you planting a flag on an island that's very far away i'm not saying just throw hammers <laughs> what i'm saying is you know there, there's a big difference between uh well maybe i'll finally hammer something uh, then i'm just going to whip hammers wildly everywhere <laughs> there's there's a big there's a big chasm in between there wait but speaking speaking of but, okay so let's islands say, and yeah. pools we, we've got your right, boat so let's, painting so let's say okay like and, and, and again going back to this thing i tried to become uh, a storyteller so i spent a great deal of time trying to arrange paintings that uh have a lot of meaning have a lot of symbolism and uh a lot of them are kind of arranged like puzzles too, right. where you really have to. Uh, now we talked so about that, this also earlier, where I really don't like to give too much of it away. I know Pen, right. uh, John Pence has yelled at me in the past for not revealing enough sometimes. John Pence, Pence, Pence. Um, right. So with with this particular painting, this is a really good one. It's a painting yeah. called uh, "The Voyage" that I did. Let me. Uh, pull this over here just so we could all see we're it. actually looking and, and this is a uh, interactive at home yeah, we'll, yeah. we'll put it up on our we'll put it up on our site so what, what i did with this painting is um this painting was about um and i do this a lot where i uh paint pictures that really explore how we look back to our childhood to try to find that creative spark that has fueled us all these years especially in the face of a lot of developmental frustration um but it, it is those you know us first uh doing sketches and um playing with blocks and you know stepping on legos and all those all those fun things right. and it's that time in our lives when you know uh creative uh I think we were we were as we get older. I think we become a little more apprehensive about taking real big chances. But I think when we're when we're younger, we're we're le- much less apprehensive about that. And I think that um, from that that um, that early point in our lives stems a lot of creative uh, flow that we look back to and quite like a openness. bit. A lot of openness, definitely. So um, this painting is is another one of those paintings I have done, which kind of revisits that theme. It's called the Voyage, and it's about. Um, well, the painting just and again, uh, check it out at home. But it, it's it's the it's an image of a boat. There's a boat. G- generally, looks like a. It's, it's the a only toy. painting I have with a boat. It's a toy. <laughs> Look for the boat. It's a toy. It's not boat. a real boat. It's a toy sailboat. It's sailboat. 
So, I mean, I don't think I have another painting with a boat. I'll feel bad if I do, but I, <laughs> I don't think I do. Google search. Uh, Wycholis boat. So <laughs> what I did with this particular painting is, and this is something you'd really have to look closely, and this is where we talked about before, where I know people are going to investigate my images on a very, very intimate level. So right. I, 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 um, I anticipate that. So right. I hide things that can only be seen at really, really intimate levels, which seem to unlock some of the puzzles of what people are looking at. Right. So on the boat, if you're able to see this painting in person, it looks just like a little brown smudge here. But what it is on the back of this boat is on a graphic. On the lower right side. Lower right of this boat is this, is this very, very um, faint, blurry. Because I wanted to put it at the back of the boat where it was slightly right. out of focus. But it's a little uh, cartoon of a worm on the side of the boat. Okay? Uh-huh. But again, you're really not going to see too much of that. Zoom um, that shit out. Right. <laughs> so you see there's this, this graphic of the swarm. Now zooming in as right we now get on you know, iPad. so this is this is this boat was kind of like where we start when we're young. Right. With all these possibilities out in front of us. So as we get older, and we start we start to temper, you know, a, a lot of this this um, enthusiasm. And we, we, we start to refine it with knowledge. And so what you'll see is on the binding of the book on the lower lower right side is of the a slightly more in focus image of a chrysalis oh well actually i should say that wasn't a worm it was a caterpillar, caterpillar no, that'll yeah. make a little more sense um, <laughs> Jeez, man. but it's listen i've been talking for a while this is <laughs> <laughs> but so now we see this chrysalis so what i wanted to do was i what i wanted to do um was you'll, you'll notice the, the uh, trumploy element here. The post-it notes. The, there's a post-it oh, note right yeah, in the center, yeah. which is now the butterfly. But a you'll notice it's now butterfly. a children's drawing of a butterfly. And right. what I, the reason I wanted to do this was on the voyage. And this is where I, I start to really look at... Um, this is we, we talked about this before where a uh, traditional rack painting where I'm not using the traditional rack I'm actually using a painting as the background surface and the, right. the post-it notes are the, the trumploy element that's done here. So the painting is the boat and then Right, the post-its are right. sitting, post on, top are sitting on top of the, the boat. So you're not going to believe the boat is real, but right. if you were to see the painting in person, you'd believe the post-it right. notes were real. So what what it was, you know, what this was um, symbolizing for me was my inner child that was young. Now that I have grown, he has come back to kind of put these here as his the stamp post, of the approval. The right. post-it notes that now you know this child has now taken on this voyage to grow into the butterfly but now i've received the approval of him coming back and just slapping that right in the middle so of my little painting. kid Wychulis has little put the kid butterfly and came said, back and because these are the type good, of Anthony. we, we talked we talked about <laughs> before how um you know my grandmother would would give us these these pieces of paper right. to draw on so we wouldn't destroy, destroy her house her. <laughs> right and uh, these are the little types of piece of paper she would have. They weren't little like post-its. Post like little post-its? Like little pads. They weren't post-its, but they were like little pieces of paper. I don't know if she cut them out, but they were like post-its like right. that. But they were those really dull colors, so they were post-its. So your grandmother but I invented kept the, the post-it uh, She may have. She was a very smart lady. <laughs> so, so are you say, So are all of your paintings like that, where there is some Every single one. There's, 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 all, there's an underlying... Um, is that a Trumpler thing you, or a you thing? That's a me thing. Right, um, and you love putting that out. I mean, I've noticed yes. that on but Facebook, now, again, like you'll post them and you'll say, and hey. And I'll, I'll put a few breadcrumbs sometimes, right. but I really try to not spill too much because I think that takes away from people really enjoying the work. Right. I like to let them discover. I like to let them. And the more complicated the painting, the more that's usually hidden in there. Right. Now, the painting that you did as the background, the boat painting is yes. that something you set up in your studio correct exactly th that way yes well give, and, give and, or take uh, and sort of manually 
put certain things out of focus, sharpen certain areas, kind of. Right. Well, again, I use the f-stop of a camera. Sort of I, the same right. Way right. I use, but I use, I use uh, photographs. I use Photoshop. I use everything to really um, come up with probably what more uh, a more traditional painter would use a color study for. Mm -hmm. I probably do more of that in Photoshop, like playing with hues and uh, different Little, like, uh, value settings. Yeah, just seeing what works. I'll knock some things out of focus, bring some things into focus. Um, you know, and, and I do a, a real lot of that. Um, How much time do you spend on that part, sort of before you touch brush to... to, to I probably spend more time on the concept and the story and all that, yeah. than I do like painting I, I do that too, because I, 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 I think end that's up great. building yeah. and yeah. it's taken forever on stuff before you actually uh, you know start yeah. painting. But what I'll do is... I make um, my own cheese and then put it on the board. I carve the board. <laughs> Who does not make their own cheese? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, you know, again, like this, this painting um, here, there's a lot of... And generally, uh, do you do that with most most all your paintings now. Yeah, I mean, the, and, the and, same idea of the spirit of what you're doing is as far as you're really getting into the concept, the sort of the hidden, the hidden ideas be, behind stuff as as a catalyst to just wanting to sit there and spend an awful lot of time refining these things to like perfection. I mean, you have to make it interesting for yourself. You yeah, spend a I mean, long time on a painting. Like, what's the average that you might engaged. spend on any one painting? It depends on, obviously depends on size and complexity, but, you know, um, a lot, like even like a little 8 by 10 like this. Like, yeah. here's, here's a little painting. Um, what's it called? And it's the one with the skull. This, this is it's called, a uh, there's a bunch of skulls. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, this, is, uh, this is one called, I, I did <laughs> call Treasures. And it's now and this let me describe it. It's a skull in the background with um, it looks like sort of booty, like coins that you would you would discover pirate. on a pirate board. Okay. Pirate a more specific, map. pirate booty. Pirate booty. Um, <laughs> a, and it, a photograph of it uh, uh, taped to what a looks like board. a char chalkboard. Right, right. So with with this one, what I wanted to do, um, and it's kind of echoed by this uh, the, the, this yeah. treasure map on the chalkboard. But what I did here, and this is one you could explore. I'm not going to. I'm going to give you the start, and then if people want to comment, nice. see see if they could work uh, at home. Find, and work come at back home. This right? is just like my now. program works. <laughs> but what I wanted to do is from you, the viewer, from you, the viewer, to where that skull is, and this comes into uh, having certain things out of focus for certain. Oh my reasons. God, that skull is me. So we have that we have that skull in the distance out of focus. So from where you are, the viewer. To where that skull is, there's a trail of things here, and it's all the things between now and our demise. What are the things that we treasure most? And each one of those objects is a symbol for something that most people would go after. So it's almost like a vanitas. It is a vanitas. Yeah. It is exactly like a vanitas. <laughs> no, it's not exact. It precisely. Is. It is precisely a vanitas. But it's it's you know there's there's very very specific symbols in here. Right. Um. That indicate many many things uh that are very important to people now at this point when you're all sitting here i will neither confirm nor deny any of them mm. but i will give you and your listeners your your, your millions of listeners a chance to hundreds of millions hundreds, hundreds of millions, millions. i'm sorry thousand million i'm a very conservative uh, <laughs> estimator but um it's a pennsylvania let thing. The, yeah let them look through this and uh see what they can come up with all right treasures it's on annie and you, you guys can post it on your on the actual we will. Give us one more yeah as your finding the next one how do you develop your ideas do you put i'll tell you what now this one wait before just to uh is it jay brown jay brown so He's i'll give you Jay one Brown. that i won't tell you anything about and it's pretty oh i just uh this one passed it 
I won't tell you anything about it. Now, one, I gave you a lot about. One, one I started you. Started us on the path. One, let's say, here, here's a pretty easy one. It's just called the chase. Well, you don't don't say that because then you would feel like idiots. Yeah, I know. Because well, if we don't get it now, we're like, this is a hard one. We're stupid. This is a very challenging. The chase. Uh, Alice in Wonderland. Oh, uh, you got it. <laughs> but there's tons of like obviously the Scrabble pieces. Anyway, we're L looking. We're L looking at a, a painting that is Queen of Hearts, and you have. Yeah. I mean, there's it, a lot of things like this that could pretty much be. Now, there's a lot to this painting more so than just it being about the. Uh, just being about Alice in Alice Wonderland. Yeah, right. And uh, let me describe the painting for a second just so people know what it is. It is it it look it's a painting of a photograph that's taped onto a chalkboard and in it there's an ensemble uh, in the center there's a, a rabbit um, I love the it almost word looks ensemble. like a <laughs> uh, a porcelain <laughs> rabbit surrounded by all these um, dice, objects cards. dice cards Jacks. marbles all this cool stuff just um, so okay, chalk you can play along at home I know you will like this I'll yeah. give you one chalk fun thing road. you could look for in all my paintings He's talking to me Jay Braun by Jay Braun 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 And since <laughs> since art is everything to me and uh, well, first, my wife is everything to me. But after that, art is everything to me. <laughs> Thank you. Um, and I'm a big, I'm a, I'm a big Douglas Adams fan. And if nobody knows who he is, he's the author of the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Yeah, yeah. In every one of my paintings, the number forty-two is hidden. Really? Yeah. <laughs> you heard it okay, first. I suggested right? donation. Just, just so you know, in, in every single painting, it's there. Forty-two. Really? 42. Wow. wow. So that's something you could look for as well. But I hope, I hope, you know, and that's one thing I, I, I've, that it was really difficult for me is that, you know, because my paintings are these, you know, highly rendered illusionistic pieces, I, I, I really hope that, you know, people don't just look at the superficial. They'll wow, dig deeper. And I, and I want, I hope that the level to which I'm pushing the organization of these pieces is an invitation and not just a superficial barrier. Like right. there's tons of stuff hidden in, the, hidden in these works and that's where a big part of my work goes. So at least find the 42s. All right, <laughs> riddle me this. Where's All the 42 right. in that one? Oh, I don't, I'm not telling you. That's, <laughs> you, no, I'm sorry. Well, it's a cool. Oh, how, uh, now, how do you wrap this up? What happens? Is there like a is there like thank a you passing so of candles or we're gonna all sing, hold hands <laughs> yeah, we're and we're gonna hands. sing Kumbaya? Kumbaya. And this was I just would like to say just real quick. I don't know if you could put this in. I just want to say thank you for having me. No, 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 thank you so much. Thank you for coming. coming we've been, been so I've been a fun. big. We've all been fans awesome. of yours for we've been, a long we've time. We've talked for so long. Rodney's now so angry with me. Yeah, yeah, but we've been um we've we've I've admired your work for years and and we've and likewise it was so eye opening to come upon that. The first pa painting that I saw in person at Pence, and I don't know, if, I don't know if that was mine. It was. <laughs> I think the first one I saw was the. No, you're right. You're right. You're, you're right. I'm thinking of something else. You're right. The first one I saw, I think, was the BB gun one. Met, yeah, yeah. Which was, you know, oh, was yeah, one right. of those like. Yeah. What? <laughs> number, but, uh, the number forty-two was in there. You know, I will there find 42 it. I will find it. Yeah. But, now I'll tell you what. Right now, you know, he just hit on something. It might not be the actual number. It might be the number of something. Okay. Thanks. There's a four and a two in every single one. But thank you so much for coming. We will continue to obviously. Yeah. Be, maybe have you back friend. sometime. Please Please definitely back. do yeah. it and it's hang out. Been and, super fun. And we do want you to come back. And um, but uh, thanks for doing what you're doing. Yeah. yeah. I think and it's same thing to you guys. Yeah. Definitely. It's important that you're 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 going on you know going forward with with your ideas and, and influencing a crop my of insane people. serial killer yeah, ideas wonderful. that will hopefully <laughs> hopefully you know, will not be used for evil right will right. develop the, i use it only for good the, the 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 evolution of the art world so you're 
welcome back anytime. Yeah. And um, let's do this again. Really, thanks. Thanks. Fantastic. And guys. thank you, thank Jay you very Ron, much, Jay Ron. Ron, 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 Ron. <laughs> And thank you, everybody, listening and writing in, and keep uh, giving us five stars on iTunes. Yeah. And definitely give us some nice reviews on iTunes. I think it helps a lot with the um, how we're uh, promoted on iTunes. So just keep, continue to listen. I will promote and the bejesus out of this. Definitely. <laughs> and and yeah. you know what you can do is also write back. You know, write us some comments and and your ideas and, write, and thoughts. Write about Anthony's paintings. Please. Write how much you hate me. That's Unriddle wonderful. them. <laughs> riddle riddle me this, Anthony. Yeah, we didn't even get to talk about metal. I have to come back. We'll, we can talk, we'll talk we're going to do a special time. suggested donation all metal episode <laughs> soon. Anyway, thank right, you guys. Thank you all so right, much. Okay. That was awesome. <laughs> yeah. okay. That was a great one. Real good? That was good. That was awesome. Great. awesome. Thank you.